Hey everybody, I am excited about today's episode because honestly, I I had this whole other episode planned for today's recording and in the end, like right before I was about to sit down, I felt like God just put something else on my heart to share and I don't even think I'll be editing this recording or adding the typical intro and doing it all up like that. I just really want to share from the heart about something that I suspect might be on your mind too, because I'll just say, you know, we talk a lot around here about our unique callings and how to pursue them. And it is so good to have a focus and a desire to be faithful with what God created you to do so we could be fruitful in service to God. But lately, I've been reminded that God doesn't just want us to do, He wants us to remember Him. And just remember him and remember his goodness and remember that we aren't here to be the heroes of our own stories, but rather to humbly offer ourselves and our lives to service, to the service of God and to glorify him, whether or not that leads to our own worldly gain and glory, as I'm sure if you're like me, you kind of dream it does. Um, I was reminded of this, um, I mean, I feel like God has brought it up, this topic to me in a couple different ways. One of them being this past Sunday, Kirsten and I turned 26. And uh, Kirsten is my twin sister, if you don't know that already. So yeah, it's so fun to have a birthday buddy. But uh, on the last night of us being 25, this Saturday, we had dinner at one of our favorite restaurants and we ended up spending it uh, writing all that we were grateful for and all of the blessings and all the ways that we saw God work in our lives throughout our 25th year on, we wrote it on the back of menus and we shared it and it was so, so special. And we did that to remember God's faithfulness, just not for our own sake, but to praise him for it and to remember what we're living for that it's not just our wins, our, um, I don't know how I could be made more comfortable in life, but uh, so that my life can be one that glorifies God, which I see that as whenever I get my mind around this all straight, I see that as the only good use of my life. And another thing that has really brought up <laughs> this topic of, wow, I need to remember so many things. Remember why I'm here. Remember God. Remember his faithfulness. Um, I've been reminded of this because, and you might relate, on social media, oh my gosh, it has just been so irritating lately and really triggering me. I mean, that gosh, that's such a sensitive word, but because I'm seeing all these things about well, less than 60 days or whatever left in 2019 to crush your goals. And oh, only a few weeks left in this whole decade. What do you have to show for it? And every time I see a post like that, and inevitably it seems like the person posting it is like, 
nailing it, crushing all their goals, doing so well, and they're like 50 times more productive than I am and whatever, my heart just sinks. And all of this has kind of, (laughs) um, I guess in my weakness, made me more prone to remember how I'm not measuring up and how I am not meeting my success metrics and Oh gosh, Kelsey, it's okay. (laughs) But how, oh my gosh, sorry, I did not. Oh, wow, I really did not expect to um, feel this way. And I definitely didn't expect to cry on this podcast. And gosh, this is so awkward now, especially since I said I wasn't going to edit this. But I don't know, maybe you guys relate. It's just so frustrating um, struggling with only wanting to remember how you're failing. And it just puts all the focus on yourself. And that, man, like, I'm not providing for myself. I'm not doing all these things. I'm not living up to the vision I had for what a glorious life I would live. By, I mean, (laughs) the reality is I definitely have so many more blessings than I could count. And this is all just like the expectations that I've set up in my head that really aren't meaningful at all, um, at all. Um, And, you know, you could always fall back on that. Oh, my gosh, there's like real suffering going on in the world, Kelsey. Come on. Um, (laughs) Wow, this is like majorly going off my notes, but. Um, and I definitely did not expect to get emotional whatsoever, but I hope that, I guess you feel like you have someone with you if you're, if you could relate to this feeling of like, oh my gosh, wow, I'm another year older and, and, uh, I guess the second decade of this millennia is about to wrap up and, um, it's just, Wow. Okay. That it could be so frustrating, but I hope that what I'm going to share today in this episode is something that ministers to your heart as well as mine to remember God instead of just remembering our shortcomings or even our successes in the ways that we are excellent. Um, There's so many verses that address that that all I'm excited to share. But moving on, by the way, thanks for all being pals. I'm I'm, I know that from speaking to some of you guys who listen, um, you guys are just so encouraging and, um, I'm, I'm just picturing your faces now that I don't have to worry. And even if someone judges like, oh my gosh, what's going on in Kelsey's life? Um, I know that more of you would be more concerned, um, and have a heart to be there with me than to judge. So, Anyway, I guess I'm talking to myself now. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, with all of these things about like me, 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 how I'm not measuring up, how I'm not doing what I want and getting what I want and all these things, I just think it, it made me think of how much of a slap in the face that is to God, who is working all things to my good so that I may know him and make him known. Um. Because this is the God that uses the desert to draw his people closer to him. Because if we're all honest, we wouldn't 
really have hearts for God if we just went straight to the promised land and partied there all our lives. Um, And the third thing I want to mention that I feel like God brought this topic, used to bring up this topic to me, besides one, my birthday, and two, all these really annoying things I've been seeing on social media. Gosh, if I could just drop social media altogether, I would. Um, Anyway, that's another thing. (laughs) But uh, then third, I've been listening to the Bay Ma Discipleship Podcast a lot, like every day recently. Um, It's B-E-M-A. A lot of people say Bema or Bema. They say Bay Ma because it's a Hebrew word. Um, but Bema Discipleship, I would recommend that anyone listens to that. Uh, it is so insightful. It's a podcast that, starting from the beginning of the Bible in Genesis, it, it walks you through the Bible to see it through the Eastern Hebrew lens through which it was written. And it's it was written uh, through the Eastern perspective for an Eastern audience. And so it highlights all the ways that we kind of mistake or don't fully understand um, what the text is really saying whenever we look at it through, if you're coming from a Western or like an American perspective, there's so much richness that we miss. And so this podcast has been blowing my mind recently. And this morning I listened to episode 31 and it's on a study of Deuteronomy and how over and over in that book, we are commanded to remember God and remember where we came from. And I wanted to share my personal encouragement with you today, as well as some of the passage passages that I um, heard from the Bema study on this particular episode, so that we can all remember where we've come from and remember the true purpose behind what we're doing, whether or not everything is playing out as we would have hoped. Um, So first off, there's a couple things that, well, there's so many things about God that we're called to remember, but first off, just simply, we're called to remember God's mercy and provision. So I'm going to share a couple of passages all of which uh, for this section are from Deuteronomy. So Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 31. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not abandon or destroy you or forget the covenant with your ancestors, which he confirmed to them by oath, like sworn covenant oath, um, a true promise that cannot be broken. And then Deuteronomy 5, verse 15, remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. This is a day of rest and remembrance. Uh, The Sabbath, I've just been learning so much about how um, we are absolutely designed, and there's a reason that we're commanded to take a Sabbath. It's not just for our own enjoyment, but so we could pause and remember God. So uh, this verse ends with, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. So I've been taking that a lot more seriously recently. And Deuteronomy 7 uh, verse 18 Do not be afraid of them. Remember well that the Lord your God 
what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and all into all Egypt, um, being that he protected the Israelites and brought them out of that land. Um, and Deuteronomy, this is the last one I'll share for this section, chapter 32, verse 7, remember the days of old, consider the generations long past. Ask your father and he will tell you, your elders and they will explain to you. Oh, it just makes me think it's so important to go back and remember and ask uh, your family, like, how has God been faithful? But then also our biblical family, like, go back to the Bible. And we are the children of God. Like, go back and see all that God has done. Remember Him and how um, He has had His mighty hand over the generations of old. So, um, it's one thing, as I've been talking about, to remember God's mercy and provision, which is so comforting. But also another really important piece of this is to remember our need for God. (laughs) Remember our need for God. We can't just go out on our own. So for this, I want to share Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 23. Be careful to not forget the covenant of the Lord your God that he made with you. Do not make for yourselves an idol in the form of anything the Lord your God has forbidden. Whoa. Okay, so is anybody thinking of uh, the passage of whenever Moses went up on Mount Sinai for 40 days and met with God? And just in those 40 days right after I hope I get this right. Right after um, God had just put on a miraculous show of parting the Red Sea, bringing, delivering the Israelites out of Egypt, they're so quick to forget. And on just in those 40 days without Moses, they um, made for themselves a golden calf and worshiped it. They made for themselves their own God. And I, one thing that I've been trying to be more careful of is whenever I'm reading the Bible or hearing of these stories, like, oh my gosh, those silly Israelites, like, what a joke. I can't imagine literally constructing my own idol. Or reading in the New Testament about the Pharisees and the Sadducees and their hardened hearts towards God, that they would see Jesus doing miracles and then still condemn him. Um, Instead of seeing, looking down on those people, I think it's more helpful to see how I'm like them. And so let's realize that we all have that capability to forget God in huge ways in our hearts. So let's, as it says in this verse, uh, Deuteronomy 4 chapter 4, verse 23, be careful not to forget the covenant of your Lord, the Lord your God, and that he made with you. Do not make for yourselves an idol in the form of anything that the Lord your God has forbidden. So be careful for the idols that we so quickly set up in our heart. Um, Then I want to move on to Deuteronomy chapter 8, 
verses 10 through 18. Such a rich passage. It says, When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commandments, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving to you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of a hard rock. He And there's passages, all sorts of um, actually multiple instances of this reference of the story of whenever God actually cracked open a rock and gave the people water from it. So that's what it's talking about. He brought you water out of a hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known, to humble and test you so that in the end, it might go well with you. You might, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. Do I even need to go into an explanation of that verse? I hope that we could all see our own tendencies within it. That if you're honest with yourself, whenever things are going super well, and not to say that God doesn't ever like want us to be in seasons of prosperity, um, but if it were all smooth sailing all the time, goodness, come on. It's so easy to be uh, those people that say my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. Um, But remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth in the first place. So, wow. Two more verses I want to mention on just quickly our need to remember our need for him, for God. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 20. Indeed, there is not a righteous man on earth who continually does good and who never sins. So yeah, we're never going to be good enough to um, earn or set up our own lasting sense of true salvation or self-worth even. Um, And we do need God. There's not any person who can earn or be perfectly righteous. Uh, We need the Lord's grace and um, (laughs) and his sacrifice to atone for our sins. And finally, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's a classic. Um, Okay, so lastly, I want to, the last thing that I want to talk about for us to remember is remember that our purpose is to glorify God and make his sovereignty known to others. So why are we here? What is the purpose of 
our life, of our callings, of any work that we do, um, and all of that. It is the purpose of it is to serve God, glorify Him, and make Him known to others. Um, it's not for our own gain necessarily, although God is so gracious to, um, just like it says in Matthew 20, chapter 25, in the parable of the talents that you've heard me talk of many times, whenever the two of the three servants are faithful, um, the master says, come and share in your master's happiness. Um, even though it's the master's wealth, uh, and it's still all of his, um, it, he still says, extends that out to the servants who were stewarding that wealth and say, come and share in your master's happiness. But the purpose of our work is for God, <laughs> uh, to glorify him. And so a couple passages I want to mention that have been so encouraging to me, uh, starting with Exodus chapter 14, verses 10 through 20. I'll uh, walk you through this excerpt. So the Israelites are coming out of Egypt, trapped at the Dead Sea, with the Egyptian army coming after them. Oh, scary, if you really think about it. Uh, so verse 10, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Because actually, it was very comfortable. They were um, in, I think, Goshen, which is literally the most fertile place to this day on earth. Um, they were taken care of as slaves. So we have to remember that. that actually, they they were like the definition of middle class. They were fairly comfortable and taken care of. And so this is where this is coming from. Like They're like, why did you take us out of Egypt? Was it, they're being kind of facetious. Was it to die because there weren't any graves there? Um, so picking back up in verse 12, didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians. See, <laughs> they liked it. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Then in verse 13, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today you will never see again. Verse 14, this is my favorite. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Ooh, let me remember that one. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. It will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all of his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. That's the purpose of it, not just so that the Israelites will be saved, be comfortable, come out of slavery, go to the promised lands. This part in the story, we're reminded that this is so that the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord, as well as the Israelites themselves. 
Then in verse 19, then the angel of God who had been traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side and light to the other side. So neither went near the other all night long. Like the angel of the God, he physically protected and stopped the Egyptians from being able to get to the Israelites. Then Moses stretched out his hand, parted the sea, went through it, and as the Egyptians started to pursue them in verse 25, I'm going to skip ahead. Um, it says that God jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, quote, let us get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. So they uh, have to acknowledge God. God is um, being faithful to show himself to them. Although it's through kind of an unfortunate example, he is showing them that I am Lord. Um, and so through this, I wanted to bring it up because we could be so quick to think that everything is going up in flames and that we are without hope. But remember to submit your situation to the Lord and he will fight for you not necessarily for your own sake or for your own comfort, um, but that so all around you and you yourself will be reminded that Jesus is Lord. So I wanted to encourage you with those things. Remember um, first that Remember God's mercy and provision. Remember our need for Him. And then also remember that our purpose is to glorify God and make His sovereignty known to others. Um, Our purpose is not just to prop up our own ways in the world and achieve all of our own worldly goals and be comfortable and all these things. Um, Not to say that God wants us to be without those things, but I think that He is so a God of the desert who uses all things to the glory of, or all things to the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, um, as it says in the classic Romans 8 verse 28. Um, So I want to encourage you and me (laughs) to set up practices of remembrance. This is why I, I mentioned before we have a Sabbath to remember God that and that we cannot earn our own salvation and sense of sustained self-worth through our work and anything that we do. Um, because we are created for both work and rest. There is a reason that with the creation story in Genesis, it says that our day actually begins at night with rest and not with the work that comes in the morning, um, lest we think that we have to work first and earn our rest and earn our self-worth um, for the evening. Certainly, um, the Bible talks a lot. I mean, holy cow, just read Proverbs. It definitely talks about um, hard work and how we need to do it. But um, don't be mistaken that we um, can earn our self-worth. Um, our self-worth is already whole and perfect in the sight of the Lord. 
So let's be a people of rest um, that use that rest to remember God and not just remember all the things that we've done and how we're doing and how we're adding up in these last couple of weeks of freaking second decade of this millennia. Oh, so dramatic. Oh, goodness. The timer went off. Sorry. Back at it. Back at it. Um, so, um, yes, I want to re- uh, encourage us to um, be a people that remember and to set up practices of remembrance. Consider setting something up that helps you remember that your life is for God and that it's not your own and that God will help you and work all things to the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I just love repeating Romans 8.28 as much as possible, apparently, um, whether or not that looks as we wanted. So one passage that talks about um, remembrance is First Samuel chapter 7. And this is the story of the Israelites coming up against the mighty army of the Philistines in battle. And Samuel, Samuel, Samuel the prophet um, cries out to the Lord. It, I'll say in verses 9 through 12, he cried out to the Lord on Israel's behalf, and the Lord answered him. While Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle. But the day, but that day the Lord thundered with a loud thunder against the Philistines, and he threw them into such a panic that they were routed before the Israelites. The men of Israel rushed out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines. Philistines, slaughtering them along the way to the point below Beth Car. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen, and he named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. So let's be people that do anything we need, like be diligent about our Sabbath or um, have pictures that remind us of times where the Lord has been with us and the Lord has helped us. So let's be a people of remembrance um, that the Lord is the God that helps us. Uh, We need only be still and he will fight for us. So friends, I hope that this episode has been an encouragement to you and reminds you to remember God, his character, this testimony and the testimony that he of what he has done in your life and also remember your true purpose that we are created for god and god is not created for us always a quick little reality check and remember him in all these things before you set out to conquer your own armies or craft your own calling in this world. (laughs) Uh, Well, especially that was kind of meant to be facetious. We're not meant to be crafting our own calling. We're meant to discern it from the one who calls us. Um, So let's just remember to not be a people that just goes out and makes our own way in the world and is comfortable just I don't know, subsisting off of whatever works. You know, let's not be the Israelites that were comfortable in Egypt, but those that follow the Lord and see his goodness and um, follow him into the desert um, up to the promised land. So I wanted to just encourage you and obviously myself with these things to remember the God who calls you before you do anything to discern or to set out to work on the assignments. 
to which you are called. So my friends, I really, really hope that uh, this has bolstered your faith and bolstered you to remember the God who calls you instead of just remember yourself, whether that be um, remember yourself through the thoughts of like, wow, look at, like it said in that verse, the strength of my hands and my brain to create all these good things or to like me maybe in this time in the last couple of weeks to remember how I don't really feel like I'm slaying my goals. <laughs> um, let's just not be obsessed with, I don't know, ourselves, what we're doing, what we're not doing. Let's be a people that rests and uses that rest to remember God instead of remembering ourselves. So, oh, deep breath. Okay, yeah, I'm going to put this out on the internet. Those are all my feelings. That is um, my encouragement to you that God must have put on my heart for a reason today. And all right, I love you guys and have a blessed week.